0: Because we're going to come back to it at the end of the message. And I hope that what we do today gives you something to think about. I invite you to stand for the reading of God's Word. James chapter 4, beginning verse 13. Come now, you who say, Today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city. Spend a year there, buy and sell, and make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. But now, you boast in your arrogance, and all such boasting is evil. This is the Word of God for the people of God. Amen. You may be seated. I don't know about you all, but I've been enjoying this weather. I love talking about good weather. I don't like so much bad weather, but for us it's been good. For other parts of the world, not so good. But it helped me understand something I didn't know before. And... And I couldn't understand understand it because I never had a reference point. And I've often thought, and I've heard a lot of people say this, that eternity is probably going to be boring. You're just, you know, alive and just worshiping Jesus all day. And, you know, just got nothing to do. I heard a lot of different reasons as to why heaven's not boring. A lot of different reasons. Because God's glory and His mystery, you can never search at all. And I've heard those explanations and I've kind of taken them with a grain of salt. But this week, I got my own explanation as to why heaven's not boring. And it took a couple of things to bring this together for me. But one day this week, I was standing outside with the sun on my face and to me, with a light breeze and the temperature and the sun warming me was perfect conditions. And I thought, man, this is amazing. I'd like to have this weather all year long. I would like it a lot. But in the back of my mind, as soon as I thought that this doubt ran through my head, and I had trouble enjoying the moment, I said, well, soon it's going to be dark, and the day's going to be over. And I'm not going to be able to enjoy this moment very long. So, I'm going to have a perfect temperature for a few more hours, and then we're done. And I thought, well, you know, and then a couple months from now it's going to be cold and snowy and and, and I began to think about all the reasons why I like that temperature. And then I thought, you know, just a few short weeks ago it was so hot I didn't want to be outside more than a few minutes without getting burned. I thought that's not good either. But as I thought in the back of my mind the sun's going to move across the sky. The temperature's going to change and it won't stay like this. And it made me sad while I was enjoying the moment. It was that moment I knew if I had the possibility of that kind of weather to continue, would I like it? (laughs) Absolutely I would. And if I had uh, enough energy and I wouldn't tire out and that weather would stay all the time, would I be able to just enjoy it as long as possible? And I said, yes, I would. How often do we talk about vacations to the beach or a sunnier climate in the winter and, and don't want to come home? We think how much better it is, right? We do. But there's something about life, and, and if it were possible to have that weather in that moment captured for the rest of the, my lifetime, it would be daytime until I died. And I'd have to stay awake to enjoy it. And you know what? I, I, I wear out, I get tired. Maybe you all don't get that, but the older I get, the more I realize, I need rest. <laughs> it's just the way it is. But if I had the energy, and I could stay up for days on end without some sort of drug or anything, and just naturally, and enjoy that moment, and be perfectly daylight and wonderful out, I would want that. I would definitely want that. And in that moment, I realize, as Revelation twenty-two five came to my mind and said, there will be no night there, no sun needed, for the Lamb of God, in Revelation 21.35, is a light. And it illuminates that place in heaven. So it's a perfect day all the time. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. And I don't get tired. So I can enjoy it. Just like I long for this week. Even today, another beautiful day outside. And wouldn't it be amazing to just be able to enjoy it and not have to do anything but thank God for it? Now, is that so boring? To enjoy that? To thank God for that? And to me, that is a picture of home. A place where I have enough energy and it's never dark and I can enjoy that moment and that time as long as possible. Not only do I like that picture of home, I want it. I really do. And the interesting thing about it is, is that from the day that we're born, if you consider heaven your home, you're almost home from the day you're born in scope of eternity. Yet, we live in a world of turmoil and trouble. I like to call it a sticky mess. We're born with the grace of God, and then all of a sudden this world sticks its sin all over us, and we're sinners. Every one of us. But I believe God has better in store for you and I. And I believe that this earth can give us some great glimpses of what it's like, but we don't take them as glimpses of heaven. We take them as glimpses of a good day here on earth. But God's trying to show us a picture of something better. He uses the things on earth to show us what forever is like. What today would do if you stood outside and enjoyed this weather and said, well, I'd like this to continue. God saying, i got a place for you. (laughs) It's like this all the time, but it's better. You won't get sick. You won't have stress. You will feel loved and you'll have enough energy to do anything you want and the confidence to know that it will never end. That's a good thing. But God has something for us like that. And so, whenever you get a moment on earth, you go, boy, this is as good as it gets. No, it's not. But it's a reminder that there is something that's as good as it gets waiting for us. Waiting for you who believe in Jesus. The Apostle Paul wrote to the Corinthian church in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, the following words. And I really like what he says here because... It's the longings of my heart too. He says, For we know that if our earthly house, this tent, is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house or home, not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan, or we inwardly sigh, because we know this isn't the right ending spot. There's better. Earnestly desiring to be clothed with our habitation, which is from heaven. If, indeed, having been clothed, we shall not be found naked or empty or broken. For we are in this tent, who are in this tent grown, being burdened, not because we want to be unclothed, but further clothed with a beautiful day like today. That mortality may be swallowed up by life, that we don't have to worry about something good stopping. Now He who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who also gave us the Spirit as a guarantee. So, and I like this, we are always confident. In what? Knowing that where we are at home, here, in these bodies, we're absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith not by sight and this is the truth and the truth also says that if we feel like we're in transition in this world we know what it's all about I long to be clothed with eternity so I don't have to wake up and go what part of me hurts today worse than the other parts I'm at the age now where they used to say it takes a few days to heal from it. Nowadays, it's a week or two. And a few years from now, it'll be a month or two. And a few years after that, it'll be, well, you just might not in this lifetime recover from that. I don't want that to be my whole existence to wait around for something bad to happen. To enjoy a moment and never have it for the rest of time. What happens to those memories of those beautiful days and those wonderful times in life when we're gone? Do we get to continue to thank God for all those things He's let us enjoy? Or are we just gone? In the Psalms it says this about our life, that our days pass away like smoke. It says they are like a shadow that lengthens and we wither away like grass. In other words, in a moment of time, the moment is gone. In Job, he says this, My life is a breath. The psalm says we are but flesh, a wind that passes and comes not again. Those beautiful breezes I experienced this week on Friday, no longer with us. It was a beautiful day Wednesday too. And I was thankful that we had a few days like that. The psalmist also says, man is like a breath, his days a passing shadow. And Job, you know Job the sufferer, he says, man is born of woman in a few days and are all full of trouble. He comes forth like a flower and fades away. He flees like a shadow and he does not continue. And I think for Job that's a good thing. John Piper said it like this. Living knowing that your life is a vapor is different than just living. Things here are passing away. You've got to hold on to what will stand. In Hebrews chapter 11, we find these words. And he's talking about people of faith before Christ. Talking about Moses, Abraham, Isaac all those people in the Old Testament, the saints and the messengers who've gone on before. And when he talks about them, he says it like this, beginning in verse 13, chapter 11, it says, They all died in faith, not having received the promises in their lifetime, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims almost like homeless on the earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. And truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had the opportunity to return. But now, listen to this, but now they desire a better, better, that is, a heavenly country. Therefore, God's not ashamed to be called their God, for He's prepared a city for them. You see what I'm saying? God has something more. And I have an illustration for you this morning, and I've uh, enlisted some help. Uh, Aaron, if you'd come up and help me with this. now You might say, well, why do I need help with this? Because this is a big illustration. You want this end or that end? Go ahead and take that. Uh We're going to take it all out of here. we got a lot of rope here, folks. Now, this rope is going to feed your lifetime, all right? Your life. And you got a good long life here. I like this. This is a good life. Look how long that is. It's bright shining, filled with the yellow glory of God's light and sun. And, uh, I like still going. Look at that long life. I like it. Keep living, keep growing, keep going, enjoying life. Well, that's a long life, isn't it? That really is. He's going, God a lot of living, him, you know what I'm saying? So, just about down the road in here. And, uh, there's a point to this, and some of you may have seen part of this before, but not this. Okay. Now, what i got here for you is your life. Now, this point right here is when you're born. And all the rest of it is your life. But I've got to tell you something. This is what I believe, and I think you'll agree with me. When you're born, this is electrical tape. When you're born, you think, hey, it's a great world. But guess what? Just like electrical tape, you come out of a sticky mess. You ever use electric tape and you got it all stuck on stuff? You know. You're expecting this is going to be a great life. Everything's going to be perfect and have an unconditional love. Everybody's going to want me and love me. And we're born and we don't realize we ended up in a sticky mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we get older and we realize, you know, it's not quite as good as we thought it could be. But, you know, it's not too bad. We got, you know, family. Most of us have got people to care for, support us. But then we go to school. When we go to school the first day and our parents tell us or our friends tell us, it's going to be great. Everybody's going to like you. You're going to make good friends. And you know what happens that? Sticky mess, don't you? Everybody picks on everybody. Come home, they hate me. You know, type stuff. It's a bunch of drama. Go ahead and look at teenagers. You're trying to survive, right, sometimes? It's a sticky mess in school, too, isn't it? And then we say, well, if I could just drive, then life would be better. If I could vote. Or when I get an adulthood and I, and I uh, move out of the house and I go to school and then I get a job. And that job, I'm going to make a lot of money. Life's going to be great. Then we turn out long hours, it's a sticky mess. People don't appreciate what we do sometimes. That job doesn't turn out to be as good as we thought. We call it work. They say that if you go pay to have fun at your job, that's not work. The best kind of job would you go and go, man, I get paid to do this? Not too many people get that. It's a sticky mess, isn't it? Life is a sticky mess. You understand what I'm saying? So so then we go, okay, so I'm working, I got enough money out, I can get married, I'll meet somebody who loves me, who will make me complete, I'll be happy, everything will be perfect we already know that not that's a sticky mess <laughs> this, this the stuff's already sticking to my fingers believe it or not but you know so we stick that sticky mess on our lifetime and you know we look back at our lives and we're going oh geez, everything in my life been kind of a sticky mess not as perfect as it could have been but, but we got married and oh it's all good now and, and, and it's and, and stuff so happens Emotions, relationships don't always work. And so we go, what if I just had a child? Yeah. My child will love me. My child will be perfect. I'll show the world how good a parent I am. Oh, come on. Yeah, yeah this Here's what my child said the other day. It reflects on me as a parent. My child just doesn't know how to respond to people. My child's a hot, sticky mess. So we put children in here. And then we start looking at different things for fulfillment. All right? And we go, okay, just a few more years of work. And now they will retire. <coughs> yeah, that's funny, isn't it? Yeah. Social Security, there you go. I'm gonna get social security, I'll be fine. Yeah, what they don't tell you is most of the time the pension funds are growing up. You know, things cost more than we expected when you first started drawing a pension check, and, and now you're trying to figure out how to survive. And the worst part about it is, is when you retire, you know what happens, don't you? You don't have the energy to enjoy it. Why can't we retire first and then work? That seems more fair, doesn't it? We have enough energy to enjoy life, but it doesn't work that way. So we get retired and we spend the whole time wondering where we had time to work. Or we wonder, how in the world am I going to survive and pay all these medical bills and all the health problems that come. So retirement becomes another hot, sticky mess. And so we sit around going, "Oh, no, I'm getting old, I'm miserable, life's just a mess, and then you die. And isn't that what Ecclesiastes says? Life is just vanity. It's a mess, and then we die. So we look and we say, well, give me peace here. When I die, I'll have peace finally. No more mess. No more pain. No more sorrow. And you find people earlier in life and the mess of life saying it's time to have that peace now and they'll take their own life because they don't have hope. They think that this life is all there is. But yet, death comes. I've never died yet. But I'm assuming that I'm going to end up physically a mess. Don't know what it'll look like. Probably uh either I'll go out kicking and screaming or they're gonna take me out and they'll be kicking and screaming, I'm not sure. But we'll die. I'll die. We'll all die here's here it is. And and there is from the birth to death the mess. And in that time of our life, about a foot and a half, two feet of this rope, we have an opportunity to look at this life as all there is. But with God, He says something different. He says, This is not all there is. You may get moments where things are really good. You're going to get a beautiful day. You're going to get the, the, the finding moments where you're born again and, and moments where you find uh, someone you love and cherish, you loves and cherishes you back. And those moments are going to stand out. But those aren't all the best it can get. You remember that movie with Jack Nicholson? And he said, what if this is as good as it gets It's life? What if it is? That's a problem. I would agree with Solomon and Ecclesiastes, or Colossians, as he's sometimes called, that if if we die and nothing else matters, then we might as well eat, drink, and be merry because tomorrow we're gone. We are just a vapor, and our history doesn't make anything. We leave a legacy, but we're still gone. And I understand what that thinking can say because if this life is all we got, that's all there is, and that would be a tragedy. And it goes straight in against the God of love and compassion and mercy and justice who says that His Son can raise from the dead, but we can't. That wouldn't be right, would it? All I know is this rope represents our lifetime. And our lifetime does not end at death. There's an eternity, and hopefully you understand it's a lot longer than this rope that goes on forever, that we're either going to be in a beautiful place or going to be in eternal damnation. Either way, that's going to be our real home. And it's all based on this part of it. Are we living like this is all there is and taking what we can get, focusing on just us and our family, or is there a greater cause, that says, by what Jesus said, anybody who gives a cup of water in my name by no means lose their reward. You hear that? You understand that? But here's what we do. And it's kind of funny. We try to make it work on our own without Jesus. I got some tools here to help you understand. Guys like tools. This is a level. You're not, it's the smallest level I can find. We try to make our life even. So it's not so crazy. But crazy stuff happens. And so we try to bounce, oh, something else happens, something else happens. And we try to to measure ourselves up to what it, we think our lives should be. But our lives aren't even. They're up and down. They fluctuate. It doesn't mean that God isn't still God and knows what's going on. It just means our lives fluctuate. So when they fluctuate, we try to put them back in place. So we grab a hold of them and we grab a hold of our life and try to twist it around. And go, oh, gotta go over here. No. Listen, listen, I gotta get control back. And we think we're in control as long as we grab a hold of something making a change. But the truth of the matter is that God is the only one who's in control. And we can have the world's biggest set of pliers and grab a hold of the life and it's still not gonna take that fact away. But still, we wanna think that we can manipulate stuff and pry it out of there and make it. More sensible. If you don't know what I mean by that, I'll give you an example. Suppose your child is not acting right. Well, I'll just show them. I'll get a bigger hammer. (laughs) I'll just twist their personality around to show them how they're supposed to be. I'll guide them by forcing them. Doesn't work, does it? Doesn't work with us either. These tools don't work. Some of our lives start falling apart, relationships messing up. So we pull out what we call a carabiner or a carabiner, and it does the job of one thing very well, and that is holding things together. So you hook on one end, then you put something else on the other end, and hope that things stay together. some of us are just barely hanging on. And I just need something to hold this all together. Give me a bigger carabiner, God, a D ring, something. Give me the climbing grade. Something that will hold 5,000 pounds, guys, so this thing don't fall apart. And we walk around in fear like that because we think that this life is so tragic and we got to do all we can to make this life work. And sometimes we get into situations and, and uh, we just got to cut things out of our lives. So we take our life's utility knife and say, okay, I'm done with this done with that this relationship's over to cut that out and we grab a utility knife, thinking that's going to make sense of everything maybe you've never done that but a lot of us sit around going you know my life's too complicated I need to cut some things out my life you on life is too complicated so I've got to cut some things out to make this life matter better not thinking about this part, just this part. But i got to tell you something. In every person's life, there's one tool that we need. The light. Mm-hmm. We go around in the darkness but light comes. It says when light shines in darkness, the darkness can't stop it. And so we're all looking for a way, a sense to make it, a light of it all. To make a joyful place. That light would shine in our lives and we could see direction. And Jesus keeps saying, I am the light. I am the light. You can't have light without me. And yet here we are without the light and we're looking around in the dark saying, okay, if I just find maybe some sense. And we settle. God doesn't want you to settle. He doesn't want you to walk around with a miserable life. He wants you to walk around with a life that focuses on what's to come. You see, we stress over it this much. But all this, we're not. And it doesn't make sense to God why we do that. He says, I understand why you do it, but it doesn't make sense. John Piper, I like what he said. He said, um, You will exist forever. You and God are both in the universe to stay. Either as friends on his terms or enemies on yours. Which it will be is proven in this life. And this life is a vapor. Two seconds and we will be gone. Time is precious. We are fragile. Life is short. Eternity is long. Every minute counts. That's what John Piper says, and I agree with him. We started this message with James chapter 4. I want to come back to it for you. He says, come, who say, today or tomorrow, we'll go to such and such a city. We'll spend a year there. We'll buy and sell. We'll make a profit. You know how these things turn out. In the end, you're still going to be pushing up bases, as they say. You're going to die. Your body is not made to last forever. So we'll buy, we'll sell, we'll make a profit, we'll make our claims. Whereas you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't know if you're going to have that marriage or those children before tomorrow doesn't come anymore. But what is your life? And after this, it's just a vapor. That means as soon as you're born, your life is so quick. I've learned this one truth, that a day can be a long time, but life is really short. It's ironic, isn't it? It's a paradox. But it's a paper, because as soon as you look back, and you go, know all those long days are gone. Now I have today, and that's it. And so this day, too, will be here for just a little while. But as I said, the sun will move across the sky. Darkness will come to be a new day tomorrow, and this day will vanish away. Just like our life. And God's just trying to show us through days illustrations like that. He says, so what we ought to say is if God wills this for my life, if God wants this for me, we'll do this. Or that. But when we boast and say, This is going to be perfect, without God, nothing is perfect. That's why I said boasting is evil. And I share that with you this morning because regardless of your age, you're almost home the day you're born. In accordance with this rule. You see that, don't you? You're almost home what John Piper excuse me John Piper says is life is short eternity is long live like it here's how i want to share this with you to wrap this up god's the one in control we pray the lord's prayer and say your will is done on earth as it is in heaven and it is we can't get outside of that But God who's created this universe and each one of us has said that there's more to life than here to here. There's a whole lot more. But to live as though this is all there is means you're going to destroy this part. And and if you could... you, You see how long this rope is. What part is more important? The short stuff or the long stuff? Our life here on earth should somehow reflect that if there's a broken life around this, to tell them this isn't all there is. That there's more to it. And I can help you in this life. And I will help you make it through your tough times. Why? Because we stand with people who are broken, who are hurt, and we realize that this life is the only time we're going to, get to be broken. <laughs> I believe we're in a proving ground. And if we belong to Jesus Christ, you know what they call us? Christian, Christian means little Christ. It means someone who is a citizen of the kingdom of God. And God's kingdom is eternal. You're a citizen of eternity. And so when we live our lives here, are we stressed out about how tough it is, or are we saying, God, thank you for this moment, for this day, for this time, thank you for the way you love me. I'm here because of your grace and I will live this life in accordance with what's next. We don't look at it that way. We never do. Until God gets a hold of us. And I say that with you to let you know it's been a beautiful week. I would really love to have this weather all the time. I would really love to have energy to do it. I would love to have daylight all the time and the joy and the unconditional love and to be able to celebrate it forever. you got a taste now. we got another taste of that beautiful weather today. But it's way of God saying, you're almost home. Don't forget, I'm showing you a little bit of what it looks like. Now what are you going to do with your time here?